I was there at the dawn of the second season of the Profile Exchange. It was a port of call for fans from a hundred fandoms. It could be a dangerous place, but we accepted the risk because the Profile Exchange was our last best hope for conversation. This is our story. Welcome back to the Portfolio Exchange. This is Ryan. Hi, I'm Jen. Okay, we're doing that thing again where we're both exhausted and Jen and I are leaning on each other and we're kind of spooning because we're so exhausted and then the podcast starts. And, Hi, I'm Jen. Yeah, so, that's right. You got to kind of get some energy going. <laughs> you got to get some energy going. It's the middle of the night and we're here talking to you about Torchwood. And I'm blind as a bat. I never used to be, but now I am. So I, I, I wear glasses <laughs> now. It happened on like a Tuesday. I'm like, oh my God, I can't see. It happened in traffic, as I recall. <laughs> So I wear glasses now, and every time I put my... I'm neurotic, as I've mentioned with my glasses, and every time I put my headphones on, it, like, crunches the glasses, so I podcast without glasses, now I can't read my notes. So I think we're doing Torchwood. <laughs> Do we know the yeah. name of this episode? The Middlemen. The Middlemen? The, Mid- I don't ever pay attention to that. You're the one who does. The Middlemen. Torchwood, The Middlemen. That was, the, it's like the worst sequel series ever, Torchwood, The Middlemen. <laughs> Paper pushers. Yeah. Okay. I like. Okay. Jen has no fingernails left. I like. I think I started I on my on my toenails. At one oh, at one point, <laughs> I actually jumped up in the air and was fist pumping. Like, thank God, my neighbors. Are, <laughs> like when I first bought the Wii Fit into the hula hoop thing without blinds on the windows, my neighbors and anyway. wait, there's hula hoop with the Wii Fit. It well, okay. Picture a hula hoop without the hula hoop actually there. You look like How a do moron. You do it? I mean, that's what I'm trying to picture. How do you? Is it like stand up for a moment? A low. Hot. I can't. My legs. My knees are tired. Your knees I'll. Are tired. I'll pretend. Just visualize. It's. It's not probably what people think they're going to see when they come around the corner and their headlights <laughs> shine at your house. So that muscle looks strange. So me fist pumping tonight without you know any type of sports match on in the background must have looked especially strange. But I was jumping up in the air and I was fist pumping. Which part did you fist pump? Oh, when Esther had him by the throat. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, that was when I was. I was still chewing fingernails. I think it was when. Gwen had her moment. I went. <laughs> which one? There were so there were oh so many. Uh, the thing oh, about this episode, true. which I loved, is that they they managed to put absurdity and humor in an episode about concentration camps, which is basically Torchwood at its finest. Because it it, it is always supposed to have been that show that just. I almost say pushes the envelope because that's the worst expression in the history of mankind. But it's supposed to be that show that's just a little bit out there and it A little bit. And it always in the first two years seemed either over the top or not very much out there at all. And now it's it's it, it has that ability to be awesomely written and still make you feel uncomfortable to be in the room with it. It's it's yeah. it's like you're dating that person that is just so cool, <laughs> but it makes you feel a little weird and like you need to go home and shower. Like it's it that's torchwood. That, but in a this oh, in a good what? way. You are in making a good sound way. like it's like a you know, like one of those weird sex offenders you're sitting next to. Like, um, it's just one of those things that make you uncomfortable and awkward. Se- no, it's with, not like that. Torchwood is not a sex offender, but everything about Torchwood's DNA is designed to make you feel enthralled, yet very uncomfortable in your own clothes. How's that? Yeah. Do you need a Well, the thing is, is I disagree with this week's, with you saying that this week, because this week, to me, felt like just... Like, the story is finally, like, unfolding. This has been my favorite... Me too! Well, I yes, it's been my favorite episode because it's been my favorite experience watching the episode. Sometimes, if you put on a really crappy Lifetime movie, I'll think it's been a fun experience watching it because I'm I'm getting involved in it. Then I look back and say, what the hell? Tracy Gold was in it and she was thin. And (laughs) She was the girl in the milk carton, Ryan. Come on. (laughs) I just remember her in the cocktail dress and I could see her pelvis. It was weird. But no, I mean, in in this episode, like, like I was telling Jen, I was ready for the episode to end and ready for it to be, just one of the best Torchwood episodes and Doctor Who episodes I've ever seen. And there was like 12 minutes left because these things are absurdly long. And I, I'm like, I, I, I'm like, I don't know if I have it in me to go another 12 minutes. Like I'm a wreck. Like I'm, I, I don't sw- see how you're even paying attention to the time. When I, I was watching it, I was like, oh. no, I, I'm, I'm like, okay, this is it. And I looked down and it's 1042. And the thing that's weird <laughs> about Torchwood is I can't take a coffee break because I can't please. And also it's, it's nine o'clock at night. Yeah. 
You don't need coffee this late, dear. All right. <laughs> I'm so not listening to you. I'm sorry. I, I tried it for a minute. It didn't work. Right. His mom would agree with me, folks. <laughs> My wife would agree with her. <laughs> That's true. 3.30 in the morning. What okay. Can I just ask? Yes. The beginning, mm-hmm. the first scene. Is it the first thing? Watch, man. I may be wrong. The middleman in his office with his. No, I don't care about him. I care about the. the is it Japan? And he sends that guy to go look. I, I thought you were asking me if the guy's name was Japan. I'm like, oh god. No, are they in? They're in Japan. It was in Japan, right? I I don't remember exactly. It well, it was like an Asian dude, and like right. I think he was in Japan. Let's go with Asia because we're not very adept at geography at the point. That's why I said he was. No, I think it was Japan. You think Japan. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, in Asia. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that makes me think of that episode. Say Asia. <laughs> Okay, anyway. <laughs> Hold it together, Jen. Hold it together. Asia. Okay, um, no, um, yeah, so he goes to look, and, like, evidently what he sees, whatever's there, is so bad. He has to jump off a building, like, the 45th, the 45th club. floor, because the 45... It's not about sex. It's about death. The 45 club. Doesn't that sound like it's one of those things that has infomercials at the 4 o'clock in the morning? And No, I thought it was, like, airplane sex. The 45 club? Well... I don't know if it is or if it's just you. <laughs> well, he wasn't wearing leather, so it's a bit disappointing. I legitimately, I'm not sure if it's just you or not. I'm just, I'm going to assume it's just you. But I, th- I thought that was another great point too, because so what was it? What did he see? I think it's aliens. You think it's aliens, and he jumped. Well, wouldn't he have jumped when he saw the Daleks and the Cybermen? Oh my God! Every other Daleks? alien that's been in. The, what if it's Daleks? Okay, if it's Daleks, I'm going home. What but, if Earth has shifted a minute behind uh-huh. in time, and that's why they can't die? Because they're not in the right time. Then Torchwood doesn't get a fifth season, because that would be the stupidest thing ever. It worked in Doctor Who. All he had yes, to do was- exactly. It worked Let's in go. Doctor Who. Let's not do it again. I mean, the one thing I'm, I'm loving about Torchwood is yeah. that every week we watch it, and we're like, ooh, I hope they don't do this. And then in the next episode, they're like, I bet you thought we were going to do this. And they do something completely different. So I, I really enjoy the fact that like, give an example. I have They're no idea. one step ahead of me. Like, last week, we're talking about, in the last couple of weeks, how can people die? And we've got, uh, what's her face? We've got, um, the hell? Vera. Uh, no, not Vera. The other one. The other one. Esther. You know uh, no, the, nope, nope. The other one. The other one. There's uh, one. Uh, the Helen fact- Keller. Helen Keller. Helen Keller gets crushed. Helen Keller. And she's got her little eyeball looking around. <laughs> Remember they crushed Helen Keller in the, in the in the car. She was wearing pink. Yes, because she played Helen Keller. Helen Keller. Okay, and we were saying how the people die, and then we're saying, "Ooh, I wonder if if you can die from fire." Then in this episode, they're like, "People are searching for new ways to die," and we found if you jump off the forty fifth floor, that's about as close as you're gonna get. You stay unconscious forever. Right. So now that we're bringing now, because my mind never went to how are people gonna still be able to die. I just assumed it was impossible, but vaporizing someone works. So they're unveiling that plot point at exactly the right time. I feel like this is almost like a fireworks display and everything is timed that the minute if something piques my interest, the plot is a half second behind me and, it, and it just, it, it's doing a very good job and they're unveiling things at exactly the right moment. I feel like the pacing has been perfect so far. And yeah. I, that's yeah. Just, that, I guess that's the point I'm trying to make here. I, feel- I knew that... that- sicko pervert boss guy was gonna wake up they always wake up can i just tell you we, we replaced one sicko pervert guy for another and i loved the bill pullman. <laughs> bill pullman i hope you got paid a million dollars for this week off that you didn't have to do anything and torchwood was so much the better for it because i'm so happy not to have oh seen your i am curious me. still as to why no he did he did he, he was the i still believe he was the first like there is something to do with him i did i should i say, didn't even notice he wasn't in this episode he just said Oh, that. I'm. I know this. I did enjoy. I think the angel speech <laughs> last week was was very philosophical. And it, it was, remember when he did that really good speech in Independence Day? No, it would have been funnier. What? If he walked out on stage. Remember, he was fumbling and he was dropping his notes, and people were screaming. Yeah, yeah. Pervert. If he got up and said, like, he just recited his. <laughs> this speech. is our Independence. <laughs> exactly. We will not go quietly into the night. Everyone feels awkward in the crowd. All right. <laughs> we will not vanish without a fight. You have to be impressed. I remember the speech. <laughs> Because oh. I don't have this time. We're going to live no. on. We're going to. I don't remember. I'm the, I'll fly the plane. I think that's how torture should end <laughs> with, with the child molester in the in the fighter wing, just leading. <laughs> like giving it. 
leading Randy Quaid into battle, who is hiding in Canada because they're trying to kill him, apparently. Oh. So he's, he's the only person, he's seeking asylum in Canada. Why are we talking about Randy Quaid? Okay. So, I don't know why we're doing this. I don't know why we're doing this. Alright. So, looking to my notes for the episode, because I tried to write yeah, down let's everything. Yeah, let's hear your notes. Alright, well, hold on. I'm, I'm increasing this to size 73 Wait. fonts. <laughs> There, ooh, I can see that. I feel like Grandpa. Okay, I can see that oh, now. Oh, man. All right, so obviously the episode begins with uh Guy goes to check out the land. He goes yep. to check out the land. In Japan. In, in Japan in or Asia. Korea or yeah, in some Asian city. In some <laughs> Asian city. And he comes back. He's like, uh, nothing to report. Jump. And he jumps off the 45th floor. Now, my question is, they seem to think 45th floor was, was the key floor. My question was, did someone jump off the 40th floor and like, hang on? Like, you I don't... know what makes me laugh? Okay. Do you know in tower buildings uh-huh. that they, a lot of them don't have a 13th floor? Oh, cause what the... if they counted wrong? <laughs> Like, because 44 would really be 40, you know, 45 would really be 44. You know what I think is either even more of an important question to ask? What? What happened to Social Security now that the stock market is going bust? Well, it was it was eerie be, because they're like, the stock market is about to crash. I'm like, oh, my God, the Dow dropped 100 points this week, but it was down as far. You know what I mean? It's like, next we're all going to live forever. All right. The thing about this episode, which I loved, is it was a mixture of very campy scenes. Like what? With really oh, like twisted, Jack. dark awesome humor and it, it was one of those what ones that you humor? on some I, I didn't laugh no but what it was is okay um bill pullman today we celebrate our independence day and everyone's like Woo, and i'm like okay. he wasn't in this episode Brian. I, I understand that jennifer but what i'm saying is there are scenes in some episodes that are meant to get the audience to not my daughter you bitch scenes and scenes like that there's okay like there's the scenes, kissing scene between yes. kai and what's his name uh, What's Reese? Reese, Reese, and Reyes, I believe, is what is how you originally pronounced it. Reyes, when you were reading your fan fiction, was it Reyes that you? Oh, read? I don't remember. I remember I couldn't pronounce it. Well, it's like the woman I talked about in the last podcast who told her boss that um, Mr. Caesar Salad was in his office to see him, and it was his Caesar salad sitting on his desk. So. Can I say? Yeah. Yes. I wanted to bitch slap that man that was like, "You need to sit at your desk, Esther." I was a little confused because I've been watching a lot of Chuck recently, and I'm getting. <laughs> You know, remember like when we used to read the fan fictions and you get confused, was this canon or did this Yeah, that this was one? real and what wasn't. Yeah. Uh, for a moment, I thought he was Fulcrum and then I realized that was the wrong show. So for a few months, I even have in my notes, I think this guy's Fulcrum. Then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I thought Nameless was back. I was like, what? Jen, Jen will never know I thought that. But yes, he had this little orange sweater vest on. He looked like, <laughs> he looked like Mr. Rogers. It was it was a little strange. He didn't change sweaters. It was weird. It, w- it was a little bit strange. So it, it was a mixture I thought of those campy scenes that make you want to fist pump, but they're cheesy. But also, there was so much dark humor in it, it made me uncomfortable. So, in the end, I think it was the perfect recipe for an episode. But there I wasn't. Well, okay, if I'm comfortable, everything I'm saying like here, it's my favorite episode. Scene, like you're cringing. No, 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 no. It, it's like it, there was there were scenes in this episode where you literally watch with your hand over your eyes, but you're peeking. One of those. Yeah. Well, that's yes. Yeah. That's that's what I mean by uncomfortable. First cheesy but wonderful line is. Rex right near the first scene. I'm not with the CIA or a government authority. I'm with Torchwood. And you're like, yay, Torchwood lives because he was all anti-Torchwood and I have to pay for this bridge and all that shit earlier. I and just feel like they keep coming up with reasons to recall the show Torchwood because what the hell is Torchwood anymore? Well, it's basically uh, Gwen's contact. I this is basically the in the best software ever. The best software ever. I just downloaded um, <laughs> Mac Lion, by the way. It's no tor- I love it, but it still can't do what that Torchwood software can do. <laughs> you need to upgrade Torchwordware. I, I do. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> That'll be 10-8. That'll be the Mountain Lion one. You remember how I've been saying they, they, they will cram this exposition at you? The stock market is crashing, and they're freezing bank accounts. And it was really funny because... Oh, the, yeah, that woman. Well, the other temp was in line, She's like, and, and she's, like, hanging on to Esther, and Esther's like, I need to come back in. I'll be right back, even though I'm going to work another shift. And she's like, wait, I have exposition. Wait! Wait! <laughs> My money is frozen in its accounts. And I thought that was, that, that was great. Uh, okay. Esther- now, it took Esther forever. Like, to me, I kept saying either Esther, get on with it and, like, figure something out. Or she worked, like, two full shifts. <laughs> it took her four years to, like, go, hmm, something might be cool. hours to come up with a game plan. Well, no, well Re- <laughs> Rex also was really off his game this week. Because... 
Okay, now Rex, it, it was the kind of cheesy lines that you love to hear, but he was a little off his game this week. So he, yeah, he, he's like CIA. He's supposed to be able to read people. <laughs> he's not, okay, can I tell you? He was the worst murderer in the history of mankind. <laughs> and Rex is like, dude. Well, he practically had I done it written on his forehead. <laughs> seriously. Well, no, because as we said last week, Vera the surgeon, may she rest in melted peace. She was not, it was her first oh, day. Oh, she would be Ash now. No, it was her first day as a spy and unfortunately her game plan <laughs> she was bad at was it. get cornered in the supply closet with an armed guy and tell him over and over and over you're going to put him in jail for the rest of his life tell him over and over and over and over and over till he shoots you and you die now cue rex now i thought they were going to do some switcheroo where sir we've caught someone and he has the camera and he's torchwood and because right before that we saw rex get picked up by all the other soldiers and he didn't have a pass or whatever so they and they recognize him so they capture them and i thought it was going to be jack somehow and he was going to go into this room and jack would be there because jack would now have returned and that would be like the, the switcheroo but no it's rex rex got captured rex has the video camera where he is exposing them for everything he's like dude it's on the camera right there but first before he decides to try and friend mahoney he's like dude you're gonna go to jail you're gonna be complicit you're the boss i'm like okay vera the surgeon who died in melted peace tried this do not take the same <laughs> because it did not work last time you cannot reason with mahoney in the See, same i way. thought he did real good by starting the middleman speech well then he, he switched he, gears well the the sicko pervert man boss man says mahoney. um he says stuff like what can i use like halfway through the conversation we've still got 20 minutes of conversation where he's like what can I use? And Rex is like, not getting it. I got it. And I'm not in the CIA. Exactly. Hey, Jen, you and I got it. That's just, that doesn't should be like FBI or something, man. Exactly. Like, sir, could you picture Rex as the doctor's companion? He's an idiot sometimes. Now, and this is before <laughs> they even stabbed him with a pen. This is the before... pen scene. Oh, I had my eye, my uh, hands yes. off. It made, it made, the pen scene made me very uncomfortable. Well, then uh, it's like, uh, he pokes him with the pen, <laughs> which is kind of, and he pulls it out. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I was He's going to try chest compressions. Like, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. They he tries to help him. He's like, no, no. And he stabs him again. I'm like, make up your mind. It was so, like, slow and uncomfortable. Like, he didn't even, like, do a quick dab. Like, it was the worst thing I could watch. What I loved about this is it was a very uncomfortable episode in terms of violence, but it was... So much better than if this guy had been a one com- one dimensional cartoon. Yeah, villain. just a- it, everything. It, it, it all worked, but it was it made you so uncomfortable. But my thing was it, because it was so uncomfortable, because he was the worst killer in the history of mankind. Could Rex <laughs> not have picked up on any of these clues? Seriously, yeah. like he 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 knocks out the guard, and luckily the other guard was stupider than the guard he knocked out, and didn't realize he doesn't sound like the guy over the radio. So he steals his clothes. So there's a naked. And of course, they normal they fit perfectly. They fit perfectly. And then he even gets through by saying he has to smoke. Like, woohoo. Like, you're not. Yeah, and like, he- what's your name? This is a government huge facility. I need to smoke. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh,. <laughs> What? Yeah, let me pause you out. Crap! Security these people have exactly, and then they they chain him to like the in the same pump distribution venue where Ainsley Hayes used to work on the West Wing, and then they're like, "I have everything on the camera. Just look at it. It's going to incriminate you or the boss. It's basically going to show that you ran a concentration camp. Look at it. Really, this is a good thing. You should have a good feeling about this." I'm like, "Oh, Rex, no." Oh, it was it was so uncomfortable, but yeah, that was the low point of the episode for me that Rex even when he's like I was waiting for him to stab Rex with the pen and Rex be like dude what are you doing you have the key I, like it's, it just wasn't <laughs> he still wasn't getting it. Well, I have to say, when Esther was like strangling him, and then like he came back and he was strangling her, I thought Jack was going to come and save the day. I didn't expect I did the little army dude. That was a nice little surprise. Well, I thought that Esther would fake being dead, and then he would let. Sarah oh no, I him. thought he was really going to kill her. And then, no, and then he would jump. She would jump back up again, and whatever. Well, I don't know who the little army dude is. Do we have a name? little army dude we have one now he's radar o'reilly didn't he remind you of radar <laughs> o'reilly all right so little radar comes back they have they seriously have <laughs> they had such great lines and it's this horrible thing they just melted uh vera and now you know he's about to stab rex with a ballpoint pen really that was your <laughs> option the only thing you had available was a ballpoint pen whatever yeah, well at least he made the tip come out so it'd be a little sharp <laughs> <laughs> this man went to a four-year college 
<laughs> or a like, trade no, it's school. a clicker pin instead of a twisty. I mean, really? <laughs> it, was, it wasn't voting well. And you, okay, so, so you have Mahoney and you have Radar. Death within this compound is legal. How does that work? Because it's I not because he's crazy. No, Radar was so awesome. He's like, how does that work? Like, he's like, that's just Yeah, that's just it. Although if I knew that he just murdered someone and, and blah, 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 and went against protocol, I wouldn't be in there asking his moralness about it. Don't you know this is wrong? I'd be like, oh, my God, get me out of the same room as this guy. Oh, my goodness. I'm even uh, looking through here again. Uh, the- Can I just say why you think, while you're reading? Well, I think, yes. Why, why, oh, why, yes. Okay, what made me laugh was Rex is, like, trying to just get in, and, like, they tied him to a pole, and, like, obviously he was on cameras, or, like, they have him. Right. And Gwen is in this place, and it is, like, they're making it seem like it's the highest security thing ever, and all I could think of during that whole thing was, Mm -hmm. just go get a blue bed cover, and no one would care. (laughs) It's like the Star Trek red shirt. Just put a different color on and he'll be fine. Well, I think it was because he was already in the area, though. Oh, so, well, yeah, because he was, like, wearing red. Like, just put blue on him and wheel him out. I think that probably might not work. Well, it would have been better than keeping him in red. Like, that's, like, <laughs> a sign going here. Well, what did you notice, too, when they were lifting her dad to get him up into the back of the truck? I believe the back of the truck was really, really high. <laughs> you gave this guy a heart attack. Plus, I honestly expected him to die. And then, like... Like, I even have a line here. Do you, you realize this man was fine until Gwen went to get him? <laughs> well, can I also say that for a level, a corp, what is it called? One? Uh, category one. Category. Oh, I cannot remember the word category. Category one. He seemed much more, he just seemed like he was sleeping. Like, he was, <laughs> no, like, breathing and, had, like. He had a heart attack. He was probably category two. Gwen gets involved. He has a massive coronary. <laughs> Now he's, like, drooling from one side. She's going to help him again. I'm like, honestly, I have this weird feeling if you just left him there, he might have made you. I just want to know what happened between uh, Reese's moment of, like, awesome, where he, like, gunned it through the fence. And the end. Well, I think they shot out his tires and moments after the camera I cut to black. He just, rolled to a, he, he just rolled to a full and complete stop. Well, I love that, too. I'm not the run him over kind of guy, because I was actually thinking, why don't you just run him over? But no, that's not Reese. And I love that. Yeah, he's like, bloody hell. He, just, he runs him over. Well, he hasn't run him over. And next week looks awesome. Next week's looks really awesome. No, the other line was after he uh, after he saves Esther and chooses boss radar. It's like this has to stop. Like I just thought that was so fantastic. <laughs> it's like I shouldn't be laughing at you, dude, but you're just like you're has the... to stop. But another great line would have been, you know, I washed the blood off my hands, but I've seen CSI. <laughs> I can still tell it was me. <laughs> oh my goodness, I thought he was absolutely fantastic, but. That was the one holdup I had at the end. Just Rex. No, there was absolutely no way you should have. I think Torchwood is making him a poorer soldier. <laughs> they have to make Jack look good. Well, Jack. Okay. He, he made me slightly uncomfortable this episode. No, I was that. It's like he's blackmailing through like emails about affairs and like it seems so petty. And I think that was the thing. Like it, it didn't seem like, hi, I'm Jack and I'm awesome. It was like, I'm just here and I'm and I'm going to make you slightly uncomfortable and I'm going to tell you every fact about your life and don't you want to help me? <laughs> well, the thing was yes, maybe if it went that way initially, but then he pivoted in the middle of the scene and he turned it into you know, your boss who you're having the affair with is oh. lying to you. And then it became almost a, of a comic relief thing where, he, you know, she's on the phone, help, I'm tied up and please yeah. give them whatever they want. And Jack gets on the phone she's like, go get them! <laughs> Yeah. Like it became more of a comical kind of deal, and I think with the, the comedy, it worked out well. And I love that, too, when Jack walks up to the table and mentions that, you know, you're having an affair with your secretary, and he, he very over the top, does your wife know? <laughs> yes. And leaves. I, maybe I do like it. Maybe it's just because Jack you hasn't been, like, good. sorry, maybe it's just because Jack has it hasn't been, like, the one-on-one well, for a long time. Like, you know it made it, it seem like a person. Well, the thing I thought about Jack is, I thought the middleman was captivating. And I think Jack fell in love during the speech, because he's like, really? Ooh, wow, tell me Well, more. But, I was fascinated. I thought that his what the middleman story was really good. Well, I thought the story was great. I thought the plot was great. That was where I, I even have in my notes down here somewhere... Uh, I don't know what the line is. I'm basically saying this is just an 
possibly within scene because it takes all of my fears back from episode three where I thought the show was was on the downturn about how you know it's the pharmaceutical companies and you know I bet you really wish you could find you know a memo with my signature from the day before you know I'll twirl my mustache and you know I was the one who did everything and yeah. blah, blah 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 and he's like it's not Ficor it was thousands of things over many years that slowly built five towards years this. i thought five it would be years. more than five i really thought this is going to go back into like the past where somehow this the is silence be well not well that'd be cool but i know i thought this was going to be something sort of like the four five six where we find out that this is all jack's fault anyway they kind of did because that last season I think. well that's sort of a theme with torchwood have you noticed <laughs> that everything's jack's fault well yeah but yeah <laughs> <laughs> There, there is that, but I think that would have been, <laughs> and it might be because the guy who got, who uh, Rex shot in the throat a couple episodes back did seem to indicate that Jack is somehow involved in whatever came about here, and obviously we he's, know that he's involved. He's always involved, but it, he seems just during the entire like Jack is usually the one who knows a little bit more than everybody else, and especially in the conversation with the middleman, he was hanging on this guy's every word. This yeah. guy had him at hello. He's like, really, really, mm. it's like okay, you seem to have had this guy over the barrel a little bit but this guy quickly took over this conversation Even i'm like the, yeah. he was definitely a politician well i don't know if he was a politician but he was definitely he was very he was very smooth and even at the end he's like oh my wife seems to have called the authorities turns around jack is gone it's just he didn't seem bothered he didn't my thing was he must be cheating on his wife quite a bit because the minute jack said you know he tells this guy's wife that he's cheating on her and she walks off this guy's like let's have a conversation he doesn't seem phased. See, i got the impression that this is a man who has done really bad things and having an affair on his wife is just nothing compared well, he's to not things. a good man and he's not a bad man and i thought that was interesting because people usually don't describe themselves as not good they usually see themselves as justified but you could tell when he said that to her she rolled her eyes like the here we go again so i think this conversation yeah. has come up quite a few times oh i thought i thought it was really good i liked jack i liked that they had more jack in this one a little bit like it seemed would you like, did you like the line with the uh, coat attendant of course i did and that man was really gorgeous i wish there was a scene with him and the Where coat you could scream more and more and more at the, at yeah, the yeah pretty much because he was very good looking would, would you like to get together sometime just three of us you me and my coat and all i can picture is yeah. i'm picturing gwen from the from the second episode in the airplane very carefully removing the coat because we have to keep this thing protected i think that i still would have liked him hitting on the secretary a little bit more though he did hit on her, and I thought it would be. He was like, "What? What are you drinking?" And he like got her another one. And I thought if he did more of the flirting aspect, it would have been more Jack. Well, I think you were looking for more heterosexual sex because a woman shag. He adds, is omnisexual. Adds some. I, I love how you're omnisexual, not heterosexual, not multisexual, omnisexual. That's what they call. That's what the term that Russell T Davies uses. Is it? I'm accurate. Yes, I don't just make <laughs> this word up. Oh, well, I don't know. Sometimes you do. I love that. I'm accurate. I am. I, 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 I believe you. I read the book that book. you bought that I haven't read. <laughs> I love how she just assumes I haven't read the book. I actually haven't read the book. Maybe well, I know you haven't because then you would know the term omnisexual. I could have, it could have skipped my mind, Jennifer. No, because it's more than one time. What? It's more than one. It's referenced a lot in the book. It, well, it, there's probably a few chapters about omnisexual. You hit, well, it's Russell T. Davies, well, yeah. The, Okay, can I even say they're they're in they're in Wales. They're in Wales. And Reese is talking to the guy. Now, Reese, just from me to you, my friend, I know you're you're not really new at this whole spy thing. There was children of Earth and, and whatnot, but I know you're not an expert, you know, you're not a man of, of gotta the streets. better than Vera. You're not a man of the streets, much like myself, you know, who sees <laughs> You're a man of the street. Exactly. You know, I see little bugs in the trash and I scream like a small child. <laughs> but when you were there with the guy and you were telling him about Captain Jack Harkness and how he plays for the other team, not that there's anything wrong with that, you know, and, and all that stuff. If you opened that door really fast, you would have clocked him in the head and you could have proceeded at your own pace. And, you know, the only thing that I was thinking about was how good his hair looked for once. Did you notice that? Well, no, no, why I didn't know this. I was paying attention to everybody's shoes. <laughs> oh, did you really? Not at all. But what were they wearing? Give us the fashion update. What were they wearing? Okay, Esther's heels were yeah. stupid. Technically, In she fairness, should not have won that fight because she had impractical shoes. Okay, during the fight, 
okay, usually you always root for the guy because guys know if you get kicked there, it's not amusing. Remember Star Trek Six where Kirk kicked the guy in the knee and she it wasn't his knee? She there, did she? She did something with that area. Did she? I missed she, that part. She was losing. Well, she bit him in the hand. And then she, she, oh, she, okay, she poked his eye out. And as someone who has seen your yeah, Christmas story it, many times, you know, you'll, you'll shoot your eye out, you'll shoot your eye out. Poking in this episode is apparently worse than shooting. Everyone was poked a little bit in this episode. <laughs> That's can be taken so many ways. Mahoney was shot, <laughs> and it didn't work out for him, but there, there was a great deal of poking, and poking seems more, so she poked his eye out. This is, this is a show of poking. But, and, and that made him very sad, and then she, she went after she went after his his little special area there, and, and that was the beginning of the end it's for him. Test. Oh, no, you're talking about the man. Never mind. Yes. Now, what I was expecting, and thank God we didn't get, was when he she came back in and Esther's crying. Her mascara is everywhere and she's sobbing and he's like, you know, I, I feel terrible for you. He, he, he poked me with a pen. You know, I don't want to talk about it. And he sends her back out for the keys. All I can picture is I'm picturing Lynn, not Len, Lynn from the airplane. Remember, Lynn. She, remember she broke her, it's getting worse. Remember she broke her neck and she was running backwards and then she fell down. I'm picturing he would be standing there just facing the wrong direction because she broke his neck, but he would still be alive. So <laughs> oh yeah, ew. Yeah, I forgot about that. I was expecting that, so luckily we didn't get that. But you knew he was going to grab her foot. You knew he was going to grab yeah, her Yeah, that's like scary movie rule number one or something. It worked really well. And I loved how that scene was was paced and, and how it all came about where she says, you know, Dr. Vera, whatever the hell her name is, is on the phone for you. And I just spoke to her. So he knows instantly. Yeah, he knows. She is a bad liar. She's but, not very good. Well, it's not like she works for the government. What made me laugh was like after the end, she's having like emotional emotional trauma mm-hmm. he is like dying he is dying out. I, so of course he's driving of course he's driving <laughs> rex i killed a man rex is like rex macrams the days continue compressions he's giving himself <laughs> she's like i'm feeling a little emotional i'm feeling emotional i had to kill a man yeah yeah good for you woman he didn't actually die nobody dies did you so, think, did you yeah think they were gonna stick him in the furnace what did you think they were gonna stick him in the furnace they should have. Well, the other part, too, is she. Uh, he makes a comment uh, earlier in the episode that he had to start things ahead of schedule. So he, it made it sound like he was burning bodies before they were supposed to be burned. But in England, it's damn the torpedoes full speed ahead because you can see the smoke rising from the building. So they apparently have started the, uh, the, the burning in England. So they made it sound like this guy was the first one to do it, but it sounds like other. Well, he may have been like, he just was going against protocol because they hadn't checked all the boxes to get the paperwork through in America. Yeah, the, se- the senator had to sign it, but... Yeah, that's they, it. That's they, all that was... They hit the debt ceiling, so they had to they had to work on some other stuff for a little while, so they didn't get a chance to, to, to iron that whole, yeah. the whole bit out there. So what else do we have from my notes here? Uh, Gwen's father was fine until they tried to help. I insist on that. I insist that you know, Gwen is torturing this poor man for absolutely no reason whatsoever. <laughs> uh, she, when she, okay, we have a new doctor now, because the surgeon unfortunately melted, so we have a new doctor now, and Gwen decided to give her the guilt trip from hell. I loved Gwen at that moment. She was Now, when I say cheesy, I mean find every... It wasn't cheesy. I was moved. You know what it was? It was very simple sentences. It was every euphemism, stock line... No, don't... That, no, don't no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not ruining it. It was every... It was Everything, if you wanted to have, you know, a very simple one-dimensional scene, it was every push-the-envelope, you know, stereotypical line that you could have, but delivered by Eve Miles, it, it it was perfect. And that's what I'll say throughout the episode. It was, it seemed like it shouldn't work. It seemed like it was cheesy. It seemed like it was over the top, but it worked every time. I, I wrote this line down. I, I thought she... She acted it brilliantly, and I thought it came across brilliantly. You say no for the love of God. You say no, and don't call yourself a doctor, not anymore. I thought that yeah. entire scene was great. And I and going forward, when she's sitting there with her dad, and she's pissed at Reese because he's late. That's how I am before the podcast every week, because Jen's always late. I'm just kidding. But, oh, I was only seven you minutes were, late. You were only seven minutes late, I know. But I, I kid with you. I kid with you. But she's sitting there, and she gets the evil eye from the woman who's... The, the cleaning woman gives the evil eye. To which I responded, 
She's Fulcrum. And then I realized this isn't Shock, I'm getting my shows confused again. So I'm not sure what's up with her. And I even wrote in my notes, there's something up with the cleaning woman. And then she came forward and helped Gwen with the door. And you realize she's just a good person. And I thought that was a refreshing Oh, moment. I thought that it was the doctor again who had changed her mind and become human. No, that was the cleaning lady. Well, can I just say, yes. the, the cleaning lady that was giving her evil looks, mm-hmm. what crossed my mind was... They're killing. They're 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 burning people. Everyone seems to know about it, and even the janitors who are there. That's probably like having to pick up poop and vomit and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Why are they even giving a crap about who does what? If I was the custodian, I would be like doing my job and just being like, "Oh, when do I get to go home and watch television?" I think she had a conscience, and I think maybe she got attached to some of the patients. And I mean, she did the right thing. She saw something going on but what i now i'm a political geek i love politics i said i have a degree in politics yeah you i I do which means (laughs) i will never do anything with it professionally but i love at the end that it's not your like the middleman said this isn't going to be your perfect solution everything's exposed the tape gets out because mahoney the idiot didn't smash it for whatever reason because he was looking for a big pen too too hard and and did you think Mahoney was actually going to do it? I thought for a second he was going to... Wait, which one was Mahoney? He, he was the guy in charge that he he poked Rex. In oh, Pervert Boss Man? Pervert Boss um, Did I think... Yeah, I did. I thought he was going to come around, then I caught the fact that he, was, that, that he was looking for a weapon, and within five minutes, Rex caught it as well. <laughs> about five minutes of me, Rex caught it as well. Well, yeah, he caught it as the pen was, like, going into his chest. <laughs> well, no, even then. Even then. Even yeah, he knew. Like yeah. the, it was, there was uh, one of I think it was Melinda's series. Someone wrote a Melinda wrote a fan fiction where Snape is a bad guy, and to the very end, I'm like, no, no, he's about to unveil himself as Dumbledore's, you know, guy here, and he's going to save Harry. And as he is putting the Drano down Harry's throat, I'm like, no, no, this is magic Drano. <laughs> trust him, Harry. Trust him. <laughs> And it's the same thing with Rex here. It's like, good. Uh, he's poking oh you with the pen. Dude, dude, seriously, no, the key will work. You have the key, dude. You have the key. <laughs> it's okay. He's, he's like, wait a minute. Did you kill Vera? <laughs> and I'm sorry. I'm on that cheers kick lately, and all I can picture is Norm's wife. You oh. killed Vera? I'm like, that was the best piece of imagery you have ever said. Oh, I'm dying. I'm just <laughs> just keep trusting him. <laughs> you, you trust him because you know it's, it's magic Drano. You had her eyes. <laughs> you had your mother say, "Oh God." Oh, I must be very tired because that was very funny. I, I don't think it was as funny as you thought it was. But I think, oh I, I God, think... I'm like rolling. I'm crying. People it's... listening to this, like, are they still talking? I think they're still talking. <laughs> Luckily, it's only one episode this week. Oh, that was yeah. All right, Jack took some happy pills because he got beat up a couple weeks ago, and not that kind of happy pills. He had sex with a bartender very graphically. Jen was Jen witnessed the entire thing. You keep bringing that up. I'm so thrilled that you keep bringing it up. Yeah, you, you do that. Now, this week, I loved... He, okay, he's in the bar, and he's like, Happy Valentine's Day. Sweet! I'm like, did Jack just say sweet? I know! He's so, like... And then he's like, you're getting transferred to Cincinnati. Woohoo! I'm like, did he just woohoo? He's like, that's so romantic. Yeah. <laughs> he like, did woohoo. I'm like, Jack is on freaking speed in this episode. Then he walks out and he butt slaps the goat room attendant. I'm like, thank God there wasn't a bartender present because we are going to have a relapse. What does he say to Gwen when she, like, puts her contacts in and she's like, is anyone there? You're a sight for sore eyes. Okay. Oh, I just can't stop ta- thinking about the scene for next week. I love the the we'll do. A, She's gonna tie him up. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of a spoiler here because there's two. It's not a spoiler if it's a trailer. Well, there's three things that you see in the preview for next week's episode. The first is Jack. It appears to be an old scene because it's Jack dealing with someone, and there's he's wearing a different coat. It looks like it was the 1900s, judging by the cops' uniforms. So I'm thinking Jack has some relation to whatever the hell's going on with with the with the blessing, and it's really, it, we're going to get it in a flashback. Yeah. Okay. And Gwen has Jack tied up in her line, which is, you know, I'll, I'll see you dead if it means saving. I my, get to hold my baby. Yeah. Hold my baby, which I thought was absolutely great because I love the scene in this episode. They had a great scene a few episodes. It was actually in episode three, which I otherwise didn't like, when uh, Jack is in bed with the snoring bartender and he calls Gwen and they have that 
conversation over Skype because Skype is secure now or the cell phone or whatever it was. And <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just, he's saying, you know, he's talking about their relationship and she's not. And it, it, they had this great scene. I loved because, okay, this is Torchwood. This is Doctor Who. This is new, different ways of thinking about, you know, what's possible and, and what's not. You know, she's got her Torchwood lenses in and she's literally talking to a mirror on the other side of the world. And she's having this very intimate mo- moment with Jack right after she leaves Reese. And they yeah. have their goodbye. So it's, you know, earlier in Torchwood, you always wondered, you know, does she love Reese? What's going on here? And, and the way she treated everybody. And I'm, I still remember the episode where she drugged him and told him she cheated on him and was like begging him to forgive her as his yeah, like, tongue yeah. is rolling back in his throat. But I thought that scene with Jack was, was so good. And then to know next week, this is what Gwen will do to save her family. But she- you know, it's weird though, because if she would just tell Jack, this is going on, like I, Jack would sacrifice himself to give her back I her child. I don't think she will be able to, because what I was thinking before I even saw, the, I didn't even realize the preview would be there. I haven't seen them uh, for the previous episodes because I've been getting it on demand. What I was thinking was he will make her keep the lenses in so he will be able to witness everything that she does. So she won't have the opportunity to warn anybody and she'll be literally a hostage force to do this, which I thought would be very interesting from that plot perspective. So I thought, I thought that bit was great. I'm really interested to see where it's going. But what I love is the fact that she will, even before the bit about the baby came up and the baby pushed it over the top, she would do this, not even for her mother, because I think she can't stand her mother, but she would do it for her mother anyway. Well, but, the, the end, wasn't it good? The oh, typing, and, I have your mother, I have your husband. And I knew they were going to say, I have your child. And I was like, my heart just dropped. And then the minute they bring me Jack and she goes flying back against the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was a. That'd be great if she went like into a stall, like and like flew back. That would be yeah. Bad. It was definitely a good shock moment, even though I sort of saw it coming. And so much so that you're knocking stuff over. I need my inhaler. I was trying to be quiet. Sorry. Hold on. <laughs> this is an extreme episode. We're taking puffs right as we go. <coughs> okay. Sorry, Ryan. I was trying to be quiet about it. No, All it's right. okay. I, I prefer for you to be able to breathe, so that's that's just fine. Yeah, but you have to edit it out. It's a pain. We're not going to edit this out. It's all going to go in live. Swear to oh, everyone. Okay, so yeah, so did you were you like oh my god at the end i thought it was fa- i thought it was gr- I, okay do you realize in the last episode we made fun of the uh landlord who said you know that the guacamole is fabulous yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i in the episode said fabulous 19 times mm-hmm. right after that not that there's anything wrong with that but it was something i picked up on and i i posted this in the forum instead of saying the jack and gwen show i did say the jen and guac show <laughs> And I snorted oh, coke right out my nose when I heard sense. it in the rewatch. So that was, I love listening to what the hell we come up with on this thing. See, and I thought you were making some reference to me, and I was like, what? I don't remember. You never caught it. You, These things go right over your head. You, you, I, It did go over my head. I was thinking all about me. Because you said Jen. Jan. Jan. So I'm looking over my notes right here. Um, it's a lot of these I already covered. I love the, the theme with the middleman and how he just, he's calm. He's not worrying about the fact that he has a supposed hostage. You know, none of that. It's just, he was very direct and Jack was smitten with him right from the beginning, which was, well, no, I don't think smitten. It was like, it was like, Jack was like, I'm Jack. I'm a con man. I'm going to like do this. And then he was like story time for Jack. And he was like, really? Well, Jack usually holds something back or has that pretense. And he had none. He was wearing everything on his sleeve right there. I just wrote the best thing about this episode. No Bill Pullman. Loved his scene from last week. Everything <laughs> before that I could have, I could have skipped over. Maybe Jack's mortality has made him more human and, instead of larger than life. It's like made a, the- it's made him menopausal. He's not menopausal. He's, he's very hormonal. He's he's off his getting on every menopausal woman in the world is going to send me hate mail right now. But it's, it's <laughs> it seems like he has a severe hormone imbalance. <laughs> he's just he's sweating. He is a bit up and down. That's that I want to be able to go. There's my Jack. There he is. And I can't. I haven't been able to do that this season yet. They should have given him Mahoney's line right there when Esther walks in the room. I'm sweating profusely. Like oh, good cover line, dude. Yeah, because. Where I done it on something to make him more. Jeez. If they're gonna make him more human, show him putting on deodorant or something. You, it, don't just keep 
You showing him in the coat. The the geo the room and push it over the top for you. No, you do know what I mean. Like it, I honestly, in this case, superhero. It's like he's in his costume all the time, and like he's godlike and immortal and and awesome not and anymore. omnisexual. Uh, yeah, and yeah, now you really had to be omnisexual. But they're not making him human enough. Like he's he's kind of like texting a girl, and like if you're gonna make him human, make him human. Well, I think we saw a great deal of that in episode three, but you want more. No, having sex is not being human. That is just being Jack. <laughs> I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. We have great sex lines from Jack. If you ever need one. If you're going on a date, you need a, you need a pick-me-up line. A pick-me-up. <laughs> Jenna Parfait Weekly. Free of charge. JennaParfaitWeekly.com. She doesn't check it, though, because she gets a great deal of Russian porn there. So she doesn't need to check her email anymore. You so, are seriously? I Well, you have the largest mailbox in in, in post. Why do I have Russian porn? Because you haven't checked your email in three years. Yes, but why do I have Russian porn? I don't know. Did you order something? No! Well, just, excuse me for being curious. Russian porn! <laughs> I don't know what, what kind part- of person do you take me for? I don't know what part- I have standards. I don't know if she's more upset that I imply that she has porn or that she imported it from Mother Russia. I don't know what part. <laughs> more angry right there. I did not subscribe. That means she gets it for free. I know the buzzwords for, for Jen over here. Esther kills the bastard. I wrote it that way because I was up, like, trying to wrestle the guy with Esther. I was so angry. <laughs> I was too. Yeah. I was so angry. Well, no, some, this happened, um, there was an episode of All in the Family years ago when uh, the character of Edith Bunker was nearly raped, and the, she beat up the guy who was attacking her, and the audience jumped out of their chairs and stuff and i think they were actually concerned someone was going to take a swing at this guy because he's going after edith bunker fun loving edith bunker you don't know who edith bunker is maybe but yeah i watched you made me i made you watch one episode that's the only reason you knew it but they were i think they were concerned for this guy's safety because it's it's bad (laughs) yeah this this guy did a good job but i I was very angry at him yeah and we had the we had just had the episode is esther worth anything and now she proves that she is and she sobs after she can do it in six inch heels she can do it in six, she should have stabbed him she could have poked him she could have she should have yeah if she that would have been a great scene if she if she started hitting him with her shoe that would have been like the, that would have made them purposeful it was just, it was a bizarre did you really not notice the shoes I, even I, after our last episode podcast you know what i forgot the shoes oh, I, did, I, did forget, I did forget the shoes the whole thing was ridiculous because it was Rex, I know. Rex was tied to a pole. Really, who does that? And the military, D. Ryan. Apparently, they do it now. And and, <laughs> and literally in the in the steam pipe distribution venue. And then you have Esther beating the guy with her purse. Like it was just it was a bizarre, bizarre, bizarre moment. Uh, and I, I'm even looking over my notes. I'm like, the cleaning lady's gonna make trouble, or she has a heart. Whatever. It did well. I keep going back to Esther, the secretary, because <sighs> when she was at the CIA. Right, what are you doing exactly, if I may ask? What? What? There, you're you're doing something. There was a funny noise. I just I heard. the computer slid off the pillow, and I slid it back. Okay, I thought you were doing something with your nose. Carry on. Oh well, it's running. Are you hearing me sniff? I, well, I am now, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for let's clear those messages. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Focus, oh, Jennifer. wasn't she like a paper pusher? I mean, she was like Esther a was hacker. not a field agent. Yes. She's like a hacker, yes. but she did like paperwork and filing and like. But she got paid good money. It wasn't like secretary. Yes. yes. Okay. She's the worst secretary ever. <laughs> She's really like is. on her iPhone, like redial, redial. Like nobody notices that she's the worst employee ever. She doesn't actually do anything, and she walks in. I have the TPS reports, and I, I know she's go. like, um, I'm doing a double shift today, so you can just go home. Like, <laughs> and she never came back. That, great, I know. That was, that, was I like, that was when they had the lockdown. That was when they had the lockdown base. And what kind of job pays daily cash? Seriously? <laughs> yeah, in small unmarked bills. <laughs> I'd like it in fives, please. Thanks. <laughs> No, sometimes on Tortoid, it, it defies the laws of, of reality. <laughs> and I love that because the guy that Ree should have hit with the door but didn't is coming with his two goons. And Quinn's like, no, 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 you kiss me goodbye first. I know. And then he's like, let's have sex against this truck. Now, my question was Gwen decides she's going to blow up the concentration camp. Now, what was it exactly that Gwen blew up? Did she blow up the camp itself? In which case, she killed everybody who was in there, defeating the purpose of protesting killing people. Did she blow up the incinerator, 
in which point she killed all the people who were in the incinerator. <laughs> she just murdered. I'm not clear on what exactly it was that Gwen did. And if there was no one in, maybe there was no one inside the incinerator because they weren't moving people until six and it was still before, it was after 530. Hopefully. Yeah, you know. But no, they took all those guys when she was sitting there and they took the guy in the bed next to her dad and then she decided it was time to move. They were moving the people. So maybe there was some time lag and the people weren't there yet. But I was I, watching the scene. I'm like, you you murdering bitch. You got your dad out and you burned everyone else to the ground. I know. That did cross my mind. I wish they'd clarified that a bit. My- you know, what got me, though, was, okay, Reese has a cell phone, right? Yes. Yes, he does. Okay. If I were Gwen and Reese and I were married, no, she's talking very think, slowly and loudly here. Okay, let's. Don't let's you think? Yes, that she would have texted him. You know, by the time she got to the airport, before she flew home to America or flew twenty hours to America, and said, "Hey, made it home safe." <laughs> Well, I'm just, I'm just. When asking. Danielle and I used to live apart, when one of us would drive home at the end of the night, we would text the other one and just say safe, like, you know, made it home. And one yeah. night I forgot to do that and she thought I was dead for 12 hours. It was very sad. Uh, but yeah, it didn't go well. But yeah, you would think that maybe he did make it home. Like, I love that. Safe? You just drove through a gate in the military combat being shot at. supposed to get her dad out of the truck alone. Hi, this is Ryan from the Editing Bay. I just realized something. The bad guy has Gwen's mother, husband, and child. I think Reese left her father on the truck. They're really, really, really no longer wanted people. In well, the beginning, he just stole a big. He stole a big truck. truck. She has flown across the Atlantic. Now, the first time she flew across the Atlantic, she was Yvonne. Then she's working. Now she's probably wanted because she. Just, no, she just blew up a government facility. All right. Yeah. You think her picture would be everywhere? It's not. She flies back. All right. No, but they're like intercoming her over the airport. Gwen Cooper calling line one. Gwen Cooper calling line one. And which doesn't seem like a very secure system because the, the phone is in the middle of nowhere. So that doesn't seem like a good system. Okay. Do S- those phones exist? I sincerely. I have never seen one. I sincerely hope it was the it was the white courtesy phone. Now <laughs> it's like the red Batman phone. Who like, is speaking? What does that mean? One of the other people that picked up the courtesy phone. Now, okay. So so let's admit maybe. Gwen isn't as high up on the wanted list as someone, say, Esther. Like Esther, for example. Esther is very high up on the wanted list. Well, yeah, because she was... she was. Oh, yes. Newman... She stole someone's identity and... Newman was after Esther. I'm not sure whose identity she stole, but Newman is after... That girl. What girl? The, that one that she took her ID from. Oh, yes. And she stole and her Mini Cooper. She's a car thief. Wow, she's bad girl. Grand Theft Auto, Jennifer. This is this is serious business. Okay, yes. So she's wanted by the CIA, right? Yes, yes. I assume. She's and the aliens who want her. So she gets a job at the government facility under the name of her name, of Esther Drummond, and then she sobs that they have my name now. And I'm like, whose fault <laughs> is that, you moron? I'm like, I'm just like, I kept thinking, why was is this Yvonne different? not available? Like. Seriously, you <laughs> why is this different than like you being wanted for everything else? And you're in your and you haven't gotten caught yet. Like that, I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. I, I, if she gets caught, I am rooting for the blessing people because that is the stupidest thing I have ever heard in my entire <laughs> Torchwood life. Torchwood wear sucked her up that day. <laughs> Seriously, I, it, well, no, it's like Torchwood was always the worst spy business ever because everyone knew about Torchwood because like they put the pizza. There's no more Yanto. No, they put the pizza under Torchwood. Remember the woman the fish drove by oh, and she's like, one. bloody Torchwood. Like, it's, everyone knew about Torchwood. They know. And what we learned from this episode is that Torchwood wasn't designed to fight politicians. And after watching them try and pass the damn debt limit, no one was, des- you have to melt the politicians. That is the only solution that you have. Because- okay, when Jack sa- when Gwen, when the, in the first episode of Torchwood, season yes. one, yes. when she says, what is Torchwood? And he says, Torchwood is Dot, dot, dot. What does he say? Was it what he said in the opening credits? How about it's beyond the police? It's above beyond the... the police. It's beyond the doctor. No, no. It had nothing to do with the doctor. Should we but look it, it up? It, yes, because we don't remember the it's opening about credits. aliens. They protect the world. Oh, God. We are two idiots. Seriously, people are listening to our thoughts on Torchwood <laughs> right now. We can't remember the damn theme song. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I can't believe. Okay, jump to... I'm looking this up. Jump to opening sequence. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay. It doesn't say. <laughs> oh my god, it doesn't say. 
police? Hold on, I'm Googling okay, hey, Torchwood I'm Beyond the Police. Beyond really? the outside, Torchwood, outside the government, beyond the police, tracking down alien life on Earth and arming oh, the human oh, race against the future. Yes. The 21st okay. century is when it all changes. Torchwood will be ready, which is the best... Uh, oh, crap. I just blanked on his... Uh, Owen. Owen had the best line where they saved the... the remember the piece of meat that they were killing? It was the living piece of meat. And the injecticides were going to save the giant piece of meat. And they're like, how is this arming humanity for the future? How is this preserving, you know, the, whatever? And Owen's like, we could hide behind it. <laughs> best line ever. Well, the best line still is the outtake from the Doctor Who episode where Jack tells them that he's Bo. And they're like, oh, my God. And, the, and it was... Uh, what, what what does he say? He says uh, we're working separately from the government outside the police and or whatever. And the doctor goes, "What does that even mean?" And no, what what is it? What's oh my god? I'm the worst fan in the world. What oh, yeah, is the line be. he says? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna just make small talk right now because Jen's okay. looking this up. Hold so, on. I swear, we actually prepare for these episodes. We have things written down and. <laughs> We do prefer, like really, we don't know the theme song to to Torchwood, and we're doing Torchwood podcast. There, that's it. I do enjoy the. Well, I do enjoy the little um the the clock. Was I the only one that says at the beginning of the season there's like six? Oh, I remember. Billion people, nine hundred that nine hundred million. All I can picture is that's nine hundred million more people than in Lodger from season five of Doctor Who because there was six billion and twenty four people. Yes, what you remember? Okay, he says. The 20th century, that's when everything changes. And the doctor 21st, goes, but close. Okay, whatever. The doctor is like, what does that even mean? And Jack's like, I don't know, but it sounds cool. Like, <laughs> that was an outtake. And, like, it obviously they didn't put it in because that would have, you know, that would have ruined the entire episode, but yeah. My point is, is Torchwood. What right. Torchwood is, is they protect the Earth against aliens. That I am telling you, Ryan, and yeah. I will just bet you our podcast. You become. Because I can't think of any, because I don't have any money. Yeah, what should people bet? I don't, I'm not a better. <laughs> I'm not a betting gal. Okay, anyway, um, yeah. I'm religious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that it is aliens in Japan that is behind this. <laughs> aliens in Dave. <laughs> Dave, go, go. Aliens in Japan. <laughs> I have figured it out. Do you I think know. Russell T. Davies was writing gay jokes? And he's sitting back in his chair, he's writing the season, and all of a sudden he's like, Aliens in Japan! I have it! Why not? <laughs> I think I've got it. Like, who's next with to me? That, he small, he who is small with letters. me? Pharmaceutical companies, question mark, underline circle. Like, I, I think that FICOR is an alien race. You think FICOR is an alien race? Yes, they've come to uh-huh. the Earth to hand out pharmaceuticals. What about the scene where they said it wasn't FICOR? It was bigger than FICOR. Well, obviously they mean, you know, the king of FICOR. So, just to close out tonight's episode of the Pofer Exchange <laughs> Miracle Day, Torchwood, Torchwood Miracle Day, your theory <laughs> is that aliens have come to Japan yes. to steal American Social Security dollars. Basically. Because who? Because we need them, and that's something we, we really need that is disappearing. I don't know who this feels sorrier for. <laughs> The two of us. Russell's crying. When or the people who just spent 57 minutes listening to us. I'm really undecided at the moment. Yeah, but wasn't the fighting awesome in this? The fighting was awesome. Seriously, I was up and I was literally screaming, Neom in the balls at my TV. <laughs> usually, us men have to stick together because that's not something you ever joke about, but really, I was that I was that angry. I just was still going, Rex, you idiot! He he was not. Did on... you teach lock picking school in CIA? I know. I was waiting for something. I'm like, you gotta pay for the bridge. <laughs> like this is the same man. If the doctor was there, he could have sonic screwdrivered it. I do enjoy the Sonic. My, I've been watching in preparation for our Doctor Who podcast, which is going to be coming out shortly. Aren't you excited? I'm very excited. Before the release of Don't uh, season 6.5, I, I, Jen... Did you even read them? I, I read them. The, you skimmed. I you did, didn't read. I, I, I read... You were having lying voice. I was having what? You're having lying voice. Oh, I thought you said something completely different, thank God. Was it inappropriate? Of course. We have two Doctor Who podcasts coming, one set during season five. I love how I'm setting our, our podcasts. Are oh my set. God, which one are we doing first? Because I thought we were doing six first. No, we've already done the five, Jen. You were there. Oh, thank God. Yes, you were there. 
So we're going to be releasing that. And then before season 6.5 starts, we're going to give our thoughts on season 6.0 and all of our, our various Doctor Who thoughts. I was just watching uh, The Impossible Astronaut with the scene where River is shooting at the aliens. No, it was... Um, Day it's of the, the second one. Day of the death of the moon. Day of the night of the moon. Night of the day living. of the moon. Of, no, no, that's not it. Moon Neil Armstrong's foot was a line in it, and I don't remember why. And it was, it seemed very. Uh, it was one of those scenes of the doctor. Day on the moon. No, no, no. Remember the doctor got out of the TARDIS, and he said Neil Armstrong's foot, and that was supposed to mean something, and it meant absolutely nothing. That one. River is shooting the bad guys. And he's flirting against her back. And the doctor runs out and says, you know, don't let them build to full power. And she's like, I know, there's a reason why I'm shooting, honey. And she's like, what are you doing? Because he's sonicking them. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I'm helping. She's like, build a cabinet. Yeah, you have a screwdriver, build a cabinet. He's like, that's very rude. Shut up and drive. I'm like, oh, God, they're married. They are so married. It's like you know, I was watching The Silence in the Library today. Because uh-huh. I was testing my theory about the doctor's name, uh-huh. which, did you read that part? I, I skimmed. You need to read it well, because it's the a thing. good theory. Here's like the really, I've left on. We adore Robert from from Spellcast. You're sending me <gasps> a lot of itinerary stuff. It was not an itinerary. It was like six paragraphs. How about you read it to me in the podcast? Small. You can serenade me, Jennifer. Well, see how to... see that made her uncomfortable. Much like Torchwood Miracle Day did to me this week. Isn't it fabulous? <laughs> I spent time on that, and you need to read it before we podcast. I will read it. We will discuss the entire thing in detail. Because you are going to be uber impressed, I think. It's better than Aliens in Japan. Don't say that. Nothing is better than Aliens in Japan. Okay, I'll give you that. That was pretty good. <laughs> okay. But... <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We're gonna we're gonna stop it there because we have to jump to the next episode on, on Doctor Who because people right now are like, "What the hell's going on?" So, do you have any final thoughts on on? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at my my DVR thing here, and I was about to say, "Do you have any final thoughts on happily divorced?" But that's what taped after. I'm happy. You need to um, you day, need to put old. Jack's monologue into this podcast somewhere. You know, oh, beyond what? the... Oh, because I'm thinking of... Oh, you mean the, the opening credits. Yeah, yeah no. beyond the government, outside the nation. Outside the nation? <laughs> Aliens of Japan. Aliens of Japan. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Have a good night, everybody. I have no idea what the hell just happened. Night! Night!